Apple believes they've made the most privacy-respecting safety features in the history of technology, but others believe Apple's new system is dangerous, invasive, and about as anti-privacy as you can get. Now, these features are currently slated to ship in the U.S. as part of Apple's big fall software updates, including iOS 15 and iPadOS 15. Well, I'm just extremely dumb YouTuber, not a privacy engineer or safety engineer or anything like that at all, but I think this is an incredibly important issue, so I want to at least try to give some suggestions. The first feature, communication safety, as currently implemented, is opt-in. Parents or guardians have to turn it on for child devices as part of the family sharing setup as part of parental controls. For child devices set to 17 or under, it'll automatically blur any sexually explicit images that come in over iMessage or SMS, MMS, and require a tap or click to open them, a second tap or click to go through a warning screen before they open, and there are similar warnings and tap-throughs required if the child device tries to send a sexually explicit image as well. The images are detected by computer vision running on device in the Messages app, similar to what Apple's been doing for years already in the Photos app to tag like cats and cars and a bunch of other stuff so we can search for them. In the Messages app though, it'll only ever tag sexually explicit images. It doesn't block any messages or images and doesn't report anything to Apple or law enforcement. Instead, for devices set up for children 12 years old or under, parents or guardians have the added option of a notification. And that way, if the child does tap the view, taps through the warning, and then taps through an additional warning that the parent or guardian will be notified, that notification will be sent. It's still not to Apple and still not to law enforcement, just to the parent or guardian, but that's the exact objection here. The notification warning absolutely may deter some, even most children, and some, even most parents or guardians really will be there to help and to help get help, but some won't. And that means already at risk children, specifically non-hetero children, could be outed by this system, putting them further at risk for abuse or abandonment. So what I'd like to see here is for Apple to change the option from notification to an actual block. Instead of just blurring and warning about sexually explicit images with the option to notify the parent or guardian, it'd be the same thing, but with the option to block the image completely. A parent or guardian could still take physical custody of a child's device either way, under either implementation. And the warning, the explanations, and the resources to get help would still be presented either way, under either implementation. And yes, this will reduce the chances of a positive parent or guardian intervention but it'll also prevent the chances of a negative parent or guardian intervention through this system. But not only does changing notify to block remove the potential for data leaks, it's just more in keeping with the existing content and policy restrictions, which have for years let parents and guardians block explicit lyrics, R-rated movies, and access to other apps and services entirely. And this, yes, this is obviously very, very different than that, but so are their potential ramifications and precedents it sets. So if Apple is intent on going ahead with communication safety, that's my suggestion for addressing the objections and reducing the potential risk. CSAM detection compares neurohashes, which is Apple's version of perceptual hashes, like Microsoft's photo DNA, from a blinded database of known and existing CSAM images provided by the National Center for Missing and Exploited Children, NCMEC, and other child safety organizations, it compares those neurohashes to neurohashes of the images on your device, 
as they're being uploaded to the iCloud photo library. And since the database is blinded, it requires a secret on the iCloud server to decrypt the headers. Any matched hashes are stored in a secure voucher. The system periodically creates synthetic vouchers so the server can never really know the exact number of valid vouchers. And if and when an unknown threshold of matched hashes is reached, it'll be able to unlock all the vouchers and forward them to manual human review at Apple, where if they're verified, will lead to the account being shut down and a report being sent to the National Center for Missing and Exploited Children for them to refer on to law enforcement. And if that sounds just incredibly beyond incredibly cumbersome, complicated and confusing, that's why I made a 43 minute video about it that you can watch and share. Now the objection here isn't solely that Apple is matching hashes on device because Apple's been full on scanning, full on images using computer vision to enable face and image search in the Photos app for years already. And we'll be doing machine learning character recognition with live text very soon as well. They've also been detecting malware signatures and enforcing DRM on iOS for basically ever. And it isn't even that Apple is detecting and reporting CSAM either because Facebook, Google, Microsoft, Twitter, Imgur, TikTok, Snapchat, and pretty much everyone else has been doing full-on server-side scanning for and reporting on CSAM for upwards of a decade now as well but on their servers, which many people are okay with because the act of uploading to a company's computer feels like you're relinquishing complete privacy over the images anyway. And yes, because everybody's doing it. It's Apple's unique combination and conflation of those two things of on-device hash matching with server-side reporting that's creating all of this pushback. One, because it eliminates the last mainstream photo storage option that wasn't doing any scanning at all, which makes it intolerable to privacy absolutists. Two, because it's putting something on our devices that's reporting off our devices. And while Apple thinks on-device is just always religiously more private, the reporting part makes people feel the exact opposite way, that it's a proactive presumption of guilt fueled violation. Third, because while Apple can do anything on iOS at any time, doing this on iOS and doing it now takes what was a vague kind of ethereal truth or threat and solidifies it into a screeching neon alarm bell. And it makes people feel like it's no longer a matter of if, but when Apple will increase the scope of detection, either on their own or because of government pressure. Now, Apple has pushed back on all of this saying it's not possible. And even if it was possible, they'd never do it. But it's just the harshest of reminders that we're all ultimately at the complete and utter mercy of every platform company and device maker on the planet with changing leaderships and conflicted business interests always forever. And while some will say Apple wouldn't have over-engineered such a specific implementation if they weren't hoping to keep the scope restricted to forestall or prevent increasing regulation over content reporting and anti-encryption, and maybe even use it as an excuse to lock down the rest of iOS user data even more strongly. Others will say Apple wouldn't have over-engineered such a specific implementation if they weren't planning to increase the scope of detection and broker deals with regulators and with governments 
with this as basically a proof of concept system. So if a government is emboldened by these new features, maybe Apple will fight and win like they did over breaking encryption in the San Bernardino case, or maybe they'll fight and lose like they did over repatriating iCloud data to China. Or we won't know, like maybe they did or didn't when coming up with these child safety features to begin with, and we'll get a privacy-centric terrorist radicalization detection system next. Fourth, and hat tip to John Gruber, that given Facebook made over 20 million CSAM reports last year, Google over 500,000, and most other tech companies 100,000 or more, and Apple made 265, period, it may simply be impossible for the manual human review team to cope with whatever the launch of this system kicks up. And I don't know if there's any way to solve for that, but for the rest of it, I'd love to see Apple move the on-device element just all the way off the device. Since Apple believes on-server scanning is a violation of privacy and a significant group of users see on-device matching as a violation, period, how about moving the hash detection to a private relay server that's not Apple's, like the inverse of the upcoming private relay service proper? That way, that private relay server could do the hash matching and secure voucher generation, and Apple's server would still hold the secret for header decryption and voucher threshold, and nothing would be on our devices, and Apple wouldn't have to scan our full libraries. I can't go as far as to say everybody would be happy, but there would be zero violation for us, and still zero full knowledge for Apple. And if that can't work, because again, I'm just an incredibly dumb YouTuber who doesn't know what the hell I'm talking about, and I'm not a genius privacy or safety engineer who's already looked at this eight ways from Babylon, just fall back on server-side scanning. Because if Apple needs to detect CSAM, but doesn't want to scan the server, well, need beats want. And if a compromise has to be made, Apple has to be the one to make it, not users, just never users. Because that way, even if Apple says the privacy is technically worse, the sanctity, the sanctity of our devices will be exponentially better. And every time China or the US or the UK or the EU or Canada or Australia or Belgium, anyone comes knocking, Apple can say flat out, bring all the server side warrants you want but we don't f with user data on device, not for this, not for anything, not for you, not for anyone, not ever. So just let me know what you think in the comments below and let Apple know all about it via apple.com feedback or email, and then share this video and I'll see you in the next one.